Manning takes the snap, he's back, fires one left, completes it, and then running out of a tackle is Slayton. He's to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Giants! Manning back to throw, he's going to lob one down the left side, he's got a receiver wide open, it's caught at the 20, to the 15, to the 10, and into the end zone for a touchdown, yes! Wentz back, throws one right, wide open, Ertz for the touchdown! Welcome to episode 15 of Drawing About the G-Man, the Giants football podcast. I'm Jace Garcia, joined like always with my man Joe Aguirre and Sean Scanlon. Now, dude, the Giants. That was Monday Night Football. Oh my goodness, it was so bad. Gave me a little bit of hope, but then shot me down in the end. What do you think? Uh, I thought it was it was great to see Eli, of course, um, slinging it around. Uh, probably for maybe the last time with Daniel Jones uh, being limited in practice today. There's a shot he plays against the Dolphins, so it was good to see him out there. Uh, if it is his last time out there, you know, obviously, thanks from the bottom of my heart uh, for all the memories, all the great memories for Eli. Uh, it was a great run. And then, other than that, um, not not much to to uh, be happy about. It was a very very tough loss. Uh, the only positive takeaway I had from the game is that uh, it was a great night from our rookie class. Obviously, Slayton with five catches, 154 uh, yards, two touchdowns, proving he could be that number one receiver for this offense after the OBJ trade this offseason. He's got elite speed. Um, he's a very serious deep uh, downfield threat. And um, so that was great to see. Uh, DeAndre Baker, I think, played his best game as a giant. Yeah. He graded with a 87.6 on the pro football focus grade. He had three pass breakups on five targets, um, only allowing one catch for seven yards. So that was very good to see. Obviously, the Eagles receiving core was depleted for most of the second half. But still, uh, regardless, it was a good performance. X-Man uh, O'Shane Zimenez had two sacks on the night. Um, before the Eagles game, he only had two sacks all year. Yeah. So it was good to see some some sack production from him. Julian Love looks like he could be the long-term answer at safety next to Jabril Peppers uh, moving forward. And just his second career start, he had six tackles uh, with a tackle for loss. He had a, another very good game. And then uh, Dexter Lawrence, three tackles, a pass deflection, and a QB hit. Going against uh, one of the better interior O-lines in the league with uh, pro bowlers like Jason Kelsey and Brandon Brooks. He held his own. So. Yeah. It was a, obviously a rough performance uh, after you know going up early in the first half and then blowing it in the second half, but um, it's a good sign for the, this rookie class moving forward, I think. I was really sorry I couldn't be here last week. I was very yeah. sick, um, and but so thrilled to see Eli Manning get a chance to be the Giants quarterback. Yeah. And going into the first half, it was everything that you could have wanted that game to be for Eli Manning and the Giants. Now, one of two things happened at halftime. Number one, the Eagles completely figured everything out and made all the necessary adjustments to stop and thwart the Giants in the second half. Okay? Or, Pat Shermer is an idiot and has no idea how to make second-half adjustments. Now, based on the Eagles' performances over the last few weeks, I don't assume that they suddenly just figured everything out. So I think more likely the problem <laughs> is probably, probably Pat Shermer, uh, who somehow, 
Eli Manning went into halftime with 179 yards passing. And he finished the game with 203 yards passing. My wife doesn't even watch or understand football. I explained that to her, and even she understood that was 23 yards passing in the second half. Even more uh, inexplicable for my wife was how Saquon only got 17 carries in the game. A game that you're leading, I I mean, like... Pat Shermer's got to be the biggest idiot in the NFL. He's got to be. You, you had a you had a two touchdown lead against a team that's been hurting. You got uh, the best performance from Eli Manning in like two years. You had everything going for you in the first half, and that's what you did in the second half. I mean, that was beyond pathetic. I, I I've asked this question. I'm going to ask it again. If Pat Shermer was trying to purposely lose every single game to ensure a top two pick, what would he be doing differently? I don't know. I, and you can't say start Eli Manning because yeah, he started. tried it. <laughs> and there we go. This is extremely disappointing for the Giants. This is the first time I watched a Giants game this season where I didn't want them to lose. I was all in on the win. Literally all in. I was like, let's rout these Eagles. And you had them. And you just gave it away. Yeah. I, I, like, there's no other way to explain it. The Giants were just like, nah, you guys need to win this one. Take it. Yeah. Th- I, I don't know. I Now reports are coming out. Both Shermer and Gettleman are on the hot seat. I don't know how. Wait. Uh, they're on the hot seat. Yeah. That's a breaking news story. Well, just gentlemen like joining been engulfed him. I, for like three months. Yeah. Yeah. Engulfed. Their asses are on fire right now. Yeah, but I, I, I do. I don't think clean house completely will be is the right option. I mean, you still got talent there. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if you had Daniel Jones on that team in that game. You don't win it because I, I, I Eli Manning. He started off nice and then eventually got beat. The same thing happened when in the first week when they go down the field and score on the Cowboys real quick. So Eli knows how to start a game, and then he just throws it away. Daniel Jones comes when the Giants are behind, comes back and makes it a little closer. So I think Daniel Jones, you, you can bring in the clutch factor there maybe, but I, I think Daniel Jones would have won us that game, won the Giants that game. But it was great to see Eli Manning. And now reports are coming out that Daniel Jones might miss another week, if not three. So, I, I guess. How do the Giants lose a game that they're winning and controlling at halftime with no turnovers? No turnovers. It wasn't like they weren't like they weren't being sloppy. It's not like Eli did something stupid. Mm-hmm. They, they just didn't. Play hard enough or or scheme well enough in the second half that literally a field goal, just a yeah. field goal could have like put the game out of reach and they couldn't do that. No. And, I, and I find that, I mean, like, again, if you were trying, if you were trying to blow it, because it, it, again, it's it, there was no turnovers. No. I think 
the defense played very well. I don't think a lot of people are talking about that. Because, I mean, the, the first half was very well. And then I think it was more so the offense not being able to get it done to extinguish the flame rather than the defense. Carson Wentz. But how much of that is play calling? How much yeah. of the second half where you got three and outs, four play drives, how much of that was the play calling? I, yeah, I think uh, I think it's a good mix of play calling and execution because if you if you go to that one play the the flea flicker um, if Nate Solder holds up in that protection yeah. Golden Tate is wide open every everyone in that secondary bites Golden Tate is wide open up the seam so I I actually like the play call there that was one one of the few play calls I like from Sherman that game but it's it it's just a bad mix and I think that's what it's been all season it's been a bad mix of bad play calls during uh, wrong times and then execution when the play call is actually right. It's It's been a horrible mix all year. And just, just going on the defense, I, in the second half, they, they crumbled. I, they, they, did, they did well in the first half. They held their own. But second half, they have a – Eagles have a 10-play, 58-yard drive for a touchdown. And then an 11-play, 58-yard missed field goal. 14-play, 85-yard touchdown. I mean, these long, sustaining drives that are keeping the Giants' offense off the field. Um, I, the Giants' defense got dominated in that second half going into the overtime as well. Um, it was just bad performance. When you when the offense does good in the first half, they don't pick it up in the second half. And then when the defense goes good in the first half, they don't pick it up in the second half either. It's just not, not complimentary football, and that's Giants haven't had that all year. Three and out. Four play, 17 yard drive, three and out. Four play, 16 yard drive, three and out, three and out. One play, and then basically lost the game in overtime. That was the Giants' second half. Yeah. I mean, that's that's about right. That was, that's insane. That's insane that that's what happened. And, And again, if you want to, whether it's the play calling or the execution, who do both of those things. Who do both of those things fall on? Anybody have any thoughts on who who we would blame? I've got one. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do with Dave Gettleman. Maybe maybe Gettleman can stay because it seems like Gettleman's put the right people in place. You know, and you could say what you want about the Nate Soldier signing and, and, and how that's not turned out to be great. But if he didn't do it, You'd have been flipping yeah. out about it. That was that was the best guy available. You had to pay him the money you paid him, and it's unfortunate that you know he's older and Man, it's soldier is older, and that was going to happen. And did you expect him to get to go from elite to terrible that quick? No, no. But it happens. But it was the right move to make. So I I can again look at it what Odell's done in Cleveland. And, and, and Slayton breaking out another great pick. You know, you talk about his drafting all the time, Sean. And unlike game picks, you're right about a lot of that stuff. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That was a cheap three, shot. Three games back. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, about, to, I'm about to win this. I'm a, Watch out. I'm going to start to distance it out. We'll, we'll get right, there in a minute. Yeah. Um, that, that joke would have been funnier if it was about Jace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should have. Because, man, 11 <laughs> back now. That's not yeah, good. Not That's not well. good. Um, but here's the thing. Gettleman's made the right moves. He's made the right moves. Peppers is playing better. Landon Collins has not done great in Washington. That worked out. Haskins has been terrible. Jones is the quarterback of the future. So you got to say a lot of things that Gettleman's done have been right. 
the worst thing Gettleman did was hire Shermer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that can easily be so. remedied. And I've got yeah. just the formula. I think I think another I think his worst move this season so far was the Leonard Williams though. Because he's he's only playing he's not even playing like seventy five percent of the snaps. They rotate that D line a lot, so he's not playing a lot. And he wants to be paid like an elite D lineman when he hasn't produced those numbers. I given he did have a good game against the Eagles, but I just, I just don't see the production there, and he wants to be paid like a top man. And then he he might hit the free agent market with the Giants giving up a high third-round pick and a fifth-round pick for basically nothing for 10 games of not much production. So if that ends up happening, he ends up hitting the free market going to another team. That will be an awful trade for Gettleman. And that's, I mean, that's the, the big thing for him so far. I think some of the trades... I have agreed with, but some of them haven't been great. And then the the free agency moves. Um, you said I, I do like his draft picks so far. He he is a historically a good drafter, but some of the free agency moves have been very questionable over the the past couple of years. All right, so we've bashed all on the Giants as much as we can. We I wasn't bashing. This was me saying that the nicest no. stuff I could think of. Yeah, br- brutally honest. That's how yeah. sad it is. Yeah. Would you agree? You've both been Giant fans your whole lives. Yeah. This is, and I, I've been watching the Giants since pre-LT, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the worst, and it's been rough the last week. This is the worst I've ever seen where, I mean, again, going at a halftime 17-3, you know what I predicted the score was going to be? No joke, 23-17. That was the prediction I, I made to buddies at halftime. That is exactly what I thought was going to happen, that the Giants would not show up in the second half because that's what Pat Shermer teams do. They go into the ha- they go into the locker room at halftime and just soulless bodies come out. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I keep hearing that he hasn't lost the locker room, and I can't imagine... Is he just not going hard on these guys? Is that why they're like, well, as long as he's not going to yell at us, I guess. I guess yeah. we got his back. I don't know. It's This is this is massively disappointing, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not even getting effort from the Giants at this point. And Janoris Jenkins, let's just hit that. Oh, yeah. Goes to practice today. Janoris has been a jackass all year. Yeah. He's gotten turned around like, I mean... He, it's embarrassing the way he's playing. He criticized Betcher for not putting him on the other team's best receiver like a lockdown corner could be. Hey, Jackrabbit, you're not lockdown corner anymore. No. That's why you lost that assignment. Yeah, and you he, saw, saw what happened week three against Mike yes. Evans. And so he goes to practice, and a fan says something to him, and he calls the person a retard. Right, I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. You got to be more professional. He, he, yeah, he's just a mess. I mean, we've said it multiple times on the show. He's no longer the Jackrabbit. He's, he's just not. And I look, I still want to like Janoris Jenkins. I do. Yeah. But stop being stupid. Stop running your mouth. Make a couple of interceptions and then run your mouth. But until then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let now the Giants kept it close, able to lose it in overtime against the Eagles. Now. Miami's coming to town. Is this a winnable game? 
<laughs> Who knows? So I was just like, I have no I know, idea. I, I feel like I go in every week. Uh, we're usually playing a struggling team with a losing record, and I usually say, hey, this is going to be a winnable game. But then you go in and you see performances like this. I mean, you mentioned I, going into halftime, I was like, hey, 17-3, like this, it's looking good. Eli's going to get that win going into the link. And then I sat there for a second. I thought to my, I was like, this isn't the Giants that I know. This isn't the no. 2019 Giants. They're going to end up blowing it. And, of yeah. course, they did. So is it a winnable game? Maybe. I don't know. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Dolphins, which I guess they should be. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that they I, – I do predict that they will win this week, but I I don't know. Not, not with too much confidence. All right. So I'm looking at the weather on Sunday. It's going to be kind of pleasant. It's going to be 49 degrees, and that's a concern for me because my thought was if it was going to be in the 30s, maybe a little bit of snow on the ground, there's no way the Dolphins can win in New Jersey in those conditions. But a blustery 46, I don't know. Suddenly I'm a little, I'm a little, now I'm starting to swing the other way. But I'll tell you what, Jace, for you, for me, and only for you. All right, I'm gonna do it. Okay. This week, my choice is the New York Football Giants. All right. Lock it in. I got I, the Giants winning. I don't even remember the last time we had a clean sweep there <laughs> on the Giants. I'm excited, and but I mean I'm also nervous. This is easily blowable. If they mm-hmm. don't win this game, I'm gonna curse. For a whole hour on next week's show. Yes. That's all I'm going to do. It's just going to be beep, beep, because I'm going to be, I'll lose my mind. Yeah. This will tell you whether the Giants are the worst team in football or not if they lose this game. Yeah, you're right. And hopefully that will bring number one pick. But if they do, that's all I can look forward to. Yeah. Unless, because I don't have too much confidence that they're going to win, but. Let's get it. They've really shaken your overconfidence. They have. have. (laughs) He was always so confident, and they've ruined that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's rough. All right, now going from one MetLife team to the other, on Thursday night, the Jets go to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. This is easy. I mean, the Ravens have been killing everyone, and they're going to continue to do it with the Jets. I mean, they've been killing everyone on the road. Not not and now they're returning back home against a less than favorable Jets team. No way, Ravens just destroy the Jets. I uh, yeah, I think the Ravens are the the best team in the NFL, the class of the NFL. So I, I think that this is an easy one to pick. I I gotta go Ravens in this one. Uh Ravens. They're not even close. The yeah. Jets are awful. The Jets are an awful, awful, awful team. So. All right, and then the Patriots go to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Uh, I mean, I, I this one should be easy. Even though the Pats have been struggling, I mean, the Bengals are so bad as is. Patriots win it on the road. Yeah, um, even though the Bengals have, have looked decent uh, competing in the past couple of weeks, uh, I don't expect them to, to beat the Patriots even at home. Um, so I, I got to go Patriots in this one. The Bengals just don't have enough firepower on offense, and their defense won't be able to hold up. Even though the Pats' offense has struggled the past couple of weeks, uh, they won't be enough to stop this uh, the Pats' team. So I got to go New England. 
All right. Joe, what do you think on the Patriots against the Bengals? Uh, well, look, I know everyone's really concerned about the Patriots, and, and I get it. I get it. The offense doesn't look right, but it's the Bengals. And the Bengals are bad. Can the Bengals somehow, some way, pull off the upset? I doubt it. Pats, easily. Uh, yeah, this is too easy. Pats are going to get it done. Redemption for the past couple losses. Uh, and, I mean, with the, all the allegations about, like, Spygate 2 or whatever, uh, we shall see what happens. And then the Bucks go to Detroit to take on the Lions. Jameis Winston, man, it, it's a mess. I don't know <laughs> if all these interceptions are voodoo for the allegations against him in the past. But, I mean, he, he's throwing touchdowns. He's throwing for a lot of yards. But the interceptions just won't go away. And it makes it so hard for me to pick the Bucks. But this week, I am going with the Bucks to go into Detroit and get it done. Two teams uh, trending in different directions right now. Lions started off the season very well and just have plummeted since then. And then Bucks winning three straight. Uh, you mentioned Jameis with a lot of turnovers. But as, as well, he's been throwing uh, for a lot of yards. Um, Mike Evans will be out, but I, I don't expect that to slow on the Bucks offense too much with uh, obviously Chris Godwin still out there. So, yeah, I got to go uh, Bucks to win on the road in this one. Yeah, the Bucks have been playing great. I, it's, that's who I'm going with. I don't, uh, I don't see why there'd be any reason to think that they won't continue to play well. And uh, the Lions are god awful. Yeah, I mean they were in it a little bit with the Bears, but uh, yeah, they've just been bad ever since losing Matt Stafford. But uh, staying in the N- in the NFC North, the Bears go to Lambeau Field to take on the Packers. The Bears have had some big wins. Uh, I mean, the big win coming from uh, coming from the Cowboys. That was a huge win for them. They've looked really good ever since playing the Giants. Uh, I don't know if something turned on in Mitchell Trubisky or anything, but he's been looking great. I mean, he's playing less than favorable teams. And, I mean, the Cowboys are – I don't know what's up with the Cowboys. So I don't know how this is going to go. But, I mean, if you look at the Packers – Record losing the Chargers game, losing against the Eagles early in the year. This is a losable game, and I think the Bears go into Lambeau and get it done here. And uh, Packers struggle. I uh, yeah, I was almost with you on this one. It, it was a very tough one to pick, um, but I, I give Packers advantage uh, at Lambeau. I think that they'll go and uh, win this home game. I think it'll be a, a very low-scoring game. Uh, Packers offense hasn't looked great the past couple weeks, and the Bears defense has stepped up. And then the Bears offense, uh, even though they've looked good against bad teams past couple weeks, their offense still isn't great. So I expect a, a low-scoring brawl in which uh, the Packers pull it out late, I think, uh, at Lambeau. Boy, I'll tell you, that game against the Niners, I, I don't know what happened there, but uh, it, it, the ramifications have been deeply felt in Green Bay. Uh, hopefully a, a little home cooking, a little Lambo, and uh, some some Mitch Trubisky uh, should be all the pack needs to get things righted. All right, all right. And then the Texans coming off a tough loss against the Broncos go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, this one's really tough. Well, I, I mean, I've been chasing the Titans ever since Ryan Tannehill started. They've been winning games, and I've been picking against them. I, I got to keep picking against them. Texas, Texans, even though they didn't look too good against the Broncos, they bounce back and get it done against Tennessee. 
Got to ride the hot hand here with uh, Tannehill and them Titans. The defense has looked great the past couple weeks, and, and Tannehill actually looks like he, he might be a starting quarterback in this league after all. Um, after some bad coaching staffs in Miami, maybe that was just what he needed to turn around Vrabel in this offense. So I think uh, I think it will be a pretty close game uh, in Tennessee, but I think that the Titans will uh, pull it out late in the fourth quarter and uh, they'll win this one at home. And they'll take the lead in the, the AFC South after this. It should be interesting. Yeah, um, you know, the the Tennessee Titans are, are an interesting team this year, and they've really – they seem like they kind of put it together over the last five or six weeks. And I like the Texans. I think the Texans got a good team. They obviously, mm-hmm. losing, uh, losing J.J. Watt was, was, a, was a pretty big thing for them. Um, I feel like the fortunes of these two teams, though – have sort of changed, uh, mm-hmm. and and I do believe that the Titans will go to nine and five. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> wow! I tell you what, you take Marcus Mariota out of your starting lineup, and only good things can happen. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, even if the Titans win, I, I, this just makes so much sense for this division. Every team oh, yeah. beating every team. <laughs> yeah. You don't really know, and then uh, I I don't know. It it is a mess. But not as messy as the NFC East, but still rough. And then the Broncos, the team that upset the Texans last week, they go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Can they do it again? No, they can't. Patrick Mahomes shines, and and they get it, and the Chiefs get it done at home. I think this game has a, a chance to be a shootout with uh, Drew Locke. He's looked good um, after taking over for this Broncos offense, and the Chiefs obviously with their explosive offense. And uh, Chiefs aren't great on defense, so. I expect Broncos could could put up some points with uh, the lock to Cortland Sutton uh, connection. They look good the past couple weeks. Uh, so I expect a lot of points, but I, I think Chiefs will probably pull away and that uh, they'll, they'll win this one at Arrowhead uh, probably by two touchdowns, I'd say. I love the Broncos. Not in this game, though, but I really do love the Broncos. I think they've done some great things the, the past few weeks to, to turn around what looked like was a lost season. I think it's turned into at least a respectable performance from Denver, but the, the Chiefs are too good. Uh, and at Arrowhead, I think there's a 0% chance that Denver would be able to score enough points to win this one. All right, and then uh, the Bills go to Pittsburgh, take on the Steelers. Bills had a tough game against the Ravens last week. And, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm too sold on Duck Hodges. I mean, the the, <laughs> the whole QB scenario for the Steelers is not not good. I mean, uh, and this Bills defense is good. I picked the Bills to win against the Ravens last week. That did not go out well. But they will get it done on the road here against Pittsburgh. I'm with you on this one. Uh, I just don't see how the Steelers, uh, with Duck running the offense, I don't see how they score on this Bills defense. Uh, they're down a lot of playmakers, uh, I mean, Juju and James Conner. So I don't see how they produce points. Um, I yeah, I expect another uh, low-scoring game with this one. But, uh, yeah, I think the, the Bills will pull it out. And uh, Duck Hodges' undefeated record as a starter uh, will come to the end. I got Buffalo. Mike Tomlin is a fantastic coach. Mm-hmm. And he has done amazing things this season despite losing quarterbacks and and just just all sorts of nonsense. And there's been so and, and 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 he's such a steady guy and he knows how to get things done. 
every time I've bet on the Bills this year, they have let me down, and I don't believe uh, that they're going to win this week. So uh, put me down for Steelers, please. All right. Yeah. How you like that? I don't hate it. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this one. This I think it'll close. be a close game. I just I don't I don't see Steelers scoring a lot of points. I feel like this is the Steelers year. I, it's definitely a year of destiny the way it's looking right now. Kind I, of. But we'll we'll see. How I don't mean it to like win out. the Super Bowl. I don't mean anything oh, crazy. No, but right. I think I think that this I think that they're gonna be all right. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. And I think things are gonna be all right. They're gonna probably lose in the first round, but mm-hmm. I think when you look at where where they started and yeah. where they're you gotta again yeah. I you gotta tip off, your uh, cap to to Mike Tomlin. He really kept it together. Yeah, starting off one and four with uh, all those injuries and yeah. But I think the Minka Fitzpatrick trade was the one that really boosted that defense. But uh, their their pass rush, I think, has been the best all season for a defense. So that the defense is really good. I just I, I expect Bills in this one. Yeah, I mean both defenses, the Steelers and Bills, solid. I think it's going to come down to quarterback play. Mm. And Josh Allen has shown that he can get it done when Duck Hodges hasn't. Now going on to the NFC East, Eagles. They go from that close one with the Giants to taking on the Redskins, the worst team in the NFC East. Redskins, however, these past couple games they've been losing, but they've been keeping it pretty close. Uh, but I, I just I don't know. This is this is a coin flip. Did game. you call the Redskins the worst team in the NFC East? Yeah. How dare you? I mean, I don't. Th- I, I, I just. I think as Giants uh, fans, I don't think we're in any position. The Giants beat to refer them. to any. That was like yeah, a. That was that a, was a win. That was, a win, that was like a different century. That's a win. Yeah. That we'll was find a, that out was next a week. Different time and a different place. Just three months ago. Yeah. But it was everything was different. <laughs> yes, then. you're right. I would love to see them. Well, I'd love to see them play again. And they will. They and will. they will. Mm-hmm. Just not this. But I'd love to see it again. And we'll decide once and for all. I think anytime you play a team twice in the same year, even if you're bad, you're probably going to win one out of the two. I mean, it explains yeah. the Dolphins and the Jets. Yeah, you're right. But uh, with all that being said, uh, the Redskins have looked good the past couple weeks. The Eagles have not. Uh, I think the Redskins at home pull off the upset here. I agree with you on this one. I Redskins, I mean, they kept it a touchdown game with the Packers last week, won the two before that. And the, the Eagles needed overtime at home to be a team on an eight-game losing streak that was 2-10. I, I, don't, I don't have any trust in this Eagles offense, especially with their uh, best receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, going down. Probably the best offensive lineman, Lane Johnson, going down. I don't have any trust in this Eagles team. I think that the Skins will pull it out, uh, probably win by a field goal in this one at home. Are you guys serious? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Haskins, Haskins is averaging 5.6 points per game since he took over as quarterback. I made that up. They don't score <laughs> points. They just don't. They don't score points. And he's, I don't even know what he is. You know, I, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about the fact that week. he's a pocket passer. He's like not good, literally at anything from what I've seen. You know what I mean? And he doesn't run. So what exactly, what is his thing going to be is what I'm curious about. So he doesn't look good back there Maybe in the pocket at all right now. 2.0. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm just saying they don't score enough points to beat the Eagles. And the Eagles are such a mess. And there's so much wrong with the Eagles. 
and they've blown all sorts of opportunity this year. The Eagles should be ashamed of themselves. But I am picking them okay. against the Redskins. <laughs> I right. just like talking junk about the Eagles. Yeah. It always feels good. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm not sure Wentz is the right guy. That's all I'm saying. Gingers are <laughs> never good at quarterbacks. Look at Andy Dalton. Look at Carson Wentz. But uh, now the Seahawks go to the Panthers. Seahawks, big upset last week as they lost to the Rams. Uh, Panthers have been struggling. Uh, I think the Seahawks will go and get it done pretty easily. I mean, it feels like a rotating door at the top of the NFC East. One week you think the Seahawks can go all the way. Then you see the Saints and then the 49ers. Uh, those three teams are evolving. And uh, the Seahawks took a hit last week by losing to the Rams. But they'll bounce back against Carolina. Yeah, I agree. I, I think they bounced back this week. Uh, Panthers have been one of the worst teams in the league the past couple of weeks. They've looked awful. So I, I think this is a pretty easy one. I think uh, Seahawks win big in this one. Last week, Russell Wilson was like, uh, hey, Lamar Jackson, you want to be MVP? <laughs> uh, Tyler Lockett, by the way, for the last few weeks, has been garbage. Mm-hmm. Absolute garbage. You're on my fantasy bench, you loser. He's brought nothing to the table Bad game last week for, for, for the Seahawks and for Russell Wilson. I expect Lockett to continue to suck, but not not Wilson. I feel like Wilson will bring him back. So I got the Hawks this week with a nice bounce-back victory. All right. Did you know the Seahawks are negative in points differential? Really? Yeah, so they're winning these games close. But they can't blow anyone out. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like forty six, forty four every week. Yeah, I knew they were. Yeah, I knew they didn't have. Are they really negative? Yeah, that's. I, I'll t- I think back to the game against Tampa and the game against the Cardinals, where it was like you know seventy two to thirty eight. I mean, like some crazy high. No, then I'm joking. But yeah. you you you've been seeing a lot of that this year, and a lot of it's come down to the wire. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is another one of those games. Like a yeah. nice, a nice thirty-eight, thirty-five, something like that. I, I could see that kind of nonsense going down. Yeah. So um, you can see it. And then uh, the Jaguars go to the Raiders. Uh, both teams are not doing well. Both. Uh, I mean, there was a point in the in the season where you thought the Raiders might be sneaky good, but they are not. The one thing that the Raiders do have for themselves going into this game is home field advantage on that terrible terrible football field and i think that we'll get it done jaguars lose in oakland yeah jaguars have lost four or five straight so uh, i expect that to continue this week um i think the raiders bounce back after a rough couple weeks at home uh i think it will be a pretty ugly game both these teams are struggling bad but uh yeah i gotta go oakland at home in this one yeah, I feel like the Raiders are definitely trending in a better direction than the Jaguars. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I see the Raiders taking this one. I think the Jaguars, uh, they, I think nothing's gone right there this year. Uh, the Minshaw mania, that didn't, yeah, last that, for, that didn't last for long. Uh, obviously, Foles, every Eagles fan would have told you Foles was not, was not going to be the guy. And it wasn't going to happen in Jacksonville delusional people that they are so Raiders all right and then uh the Browns go to Arizona to take on the Cardinals the Browns have seemed all right they were dipping in the early season seem to have come back to it 
Uh, maybe he can make a run and do something. I don't know. Maybe upset some teams. But the Cardinals, they've been in there close with teams, not able to pick up the win. This just seems like, like the perfect Browns loss here. They're going to go in, get it, and, and take an L. I think Kyler Murray will show that he is a bigger and better version of uh, Baker Mayfield. And with the coach, with Cliff Kingsbury behind him, they'll show him everything that that Oklahoma offense was supposed to do in the NFL. And the Cardinals get the win. Yeah, this was a tough one to pick. Uh, two hard teams to read at this point in the season. But uh, I, I got to give the Browns the advantage in this one. I just think their the offense uh, with their running attack ever since they got Kareem Hunt back, they they've looked good on offense. And the Cardinals D has hasn't been uh, anywhere to show up in the past couple weeks. So I think Browns put up a lot of points. Um, I think there's a good chance that it might be a little shootout because Cardinals could could score as well. But uh, yeah, I got to go Browns on the road. The Cardinals have the worst passing defense in the NFL, and so as bad as Baker Mayfield is, and he's bad. Uh, he should be able to get the ball out to uh, Jarvis Landry. I'm sure Beckham will be around for four or four catches. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Four catches, I mean, thirty yards, three catches for thirty-seven. Terrell Suggs and Chandler Jones terrible. in Baker Mayfield's face. That yeah, Browns line is bad, so that they might cause some trouble. But I don't, I don't trust that card. The Browns team. need this one because I'm pretty sure they're going to get to the cusp of a playoff game and somehow be eliminated one of those things where like if this team beats that team like six things have to happen yeah. mm -hmm. and five will and then the last one won't pan out yep and they'll be nine and seven to miss the postseason or eight and eight however to work out but they got to win this one in order for that disaster to happen and i feel like it's gonna all right and then uh speaking of disasters the Cowboys host the Rams. The Rams taking up a big win against the Seahawks. Cowboys struggling. I mean, they, they might get into the playoffs at 6-11. and 11. Who knows? It's a mess. And the Rams are going to make it even messier as they go in to Arlington, Texas and take the dub. I made the mistake last week of picking the Cowboys against the Bears. Yeah, that, all season I had been picking the above 500 teams against the Cowboys, but for some reason I thought it would end because the Bears were kind of struggling. But I'm not going to make that mistake this week, especially uh, the Rams with the the big upset win over the Seahawks, uh, looking to turn their season around, maybe uh, grab that sixth seed in the playoff over the Vikings. So I think that the Rams will go into Jerry's world, and I think it will be another blowout uh Against the Cowboys, I, the Cowboys are just a spiraling in a bad, bad direction. Uh, I think that continues this week. It's such a shame that this NFC East was so winnable. Yeah. It was so winnable and still somehow. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm with you yeah. guys, man. I think, I think, and I've been, I've been betting on the Cowboys here. I feel, I kept feeling like they're going to get it figured out. They're just not a good team. No. Nope. They just happen to be in a lousy division, but I got the Rams taking this one. All right, and then uh, the Falcons go to Santa Clara, California to take on the 49ers. Um, 49ers have been good. Uh, tough stretch game going to Baltimore and then to New Orleans. Able to pick up the win in New Orleans. Uh, I think they just continue and just give the Falcons a schlacking. The, the Falcons just aren't good. 49ers, last week I, is the first instance I took a step back and said, Maybe it isn't just Kittle. Maybe it isn't just the O-line. Jimmy Garoppolo is good, and I think that'll mm -hmm. shine even more against the Falcons. 
Yeah, the, uh, this was easy for me. I, uh, I said the Ravens, I think, are the best team in the league. Right behind them, I think, are the 49ers, uh, the second-best second team in the league. They're just complete on every end of uh, their offense and defense. So, And the Falcons just have been so up and down, so inconsistent this year. Uh, 49ers at home is a, a pretty easy pick this week, I think. I've believed in the 49ers pretty much from the get-go. I've been saying since like week four or five that I thought they were for real. My brother is a 49ers fan, and literally within about the last two or three weeks, he started to actually believe that Garoppolo's good and this team is as good as they are. I'm not a fan of the Niners, and I'm not a fan of my brother, but I do think the Niners are going to win this one again this week. All right, and then uh, the Vikings go to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers, something's starting to go right there a little bit, but uh, I think I don't think that'll continue. Uh, Vikings will get it done. That defense is too good. Uh, make Philip Rivers look like a mess, and then uh, the run game. Dalvin Cook will eat up the clock, and I think Vikings will get it done. Just Chargers aren't, aren't that good. Chargers have pulled out uh, some weird games this year. Uh, uh, you, you, we mentioned the win against the Packers a couple weeks ago, and the Vikings are below 500 uh, on the road this year. They're three and four on the road. So going into LA, going across the country, uh, I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to go All with right. them, the LA Chargers, uh, to beat the Vikings. I like everything Sean said. And he's right about all of those facts that he threw out there at you. However, I think the Vikings, in a last-second field goal, win this game. Okay. All right. And then the Monday Night Football game, Colts at Saints. Colts were looking so good there for a little bit midway through the season and then have just stumbled at every step thus far. Saints, they had a tough game against the 49ers. I think they bounce back. They get it done after a tough home loss back at home. Yeah, Colts are stumbling right now. And um, Saints, after after struggling a little bit, after Drew Brees coming back, I think uh, putting up a lot of points on a, a great 49ers defense last week uh, is a good good positive sign for them. So I think this is a pretty easy one. Uh, Saints at home, uh, big in this one, I think. The Colts need this game this week yeah. so bad. And this is, you know, again, the Saints, big win last week, chance to kind of – you know, put themselves in a in a good spot in in the playoffs. This is usually one of those games where the Saints blow it, quite yeah, frankly. Maybe. And the Colts, like I said, they need this game. Unfortunately, it's not going to work out for them, and I think the Saints are going to pull it out. I don't think it's going to be as uh, decisive a victory as you believe it's going to be, but I do think it'll be a comfortable win for the Saints. All right, and now let us talk some fantasy football, starting off with the perfect lineup for Week 14. Drew Brees had himself 39 points. Austin Eckler had 31. Aaron Jones had 30. For wide receivers, Emmanuel Sanders had 33, as well as A.J. Brown also had 33. Zach Ertz had 30 against the Giants' defense. However, Darius Slayton had 32. And the defense that was the top dog in fantasy was... The Steelers with 20 points. Sean, who are you liking this week? Wait, real quick. Going into Monday night's game, I was in a tight, tight fantasy matchup, and my guy uh, going up, he had Alshon Jeffrey, mm. and I had Darius Slayton. Oh. And uh, as soon as Jeffrey went down, 
and Slayton started catching all those passes. It was uh, that was fun. That was the only that was the highlight of my Monday night was uh, a decisive Monday night butt whooping fantasy wise. So thank God for Slayton. Yeah, for real. Uh, quarterback this week, I like uh, Tom Brady going against the Bengals. There, he and the offense for the Patriots have been struggling the past couple weeks, but going into Cincinnati, I think this is a get right game for them, and uh, I, th- I expect them to put up a lot of points. Running back, I like Leonard Fournette uh, going to Oakland against the Raiders. Uh, Raiders don't have a, a great run defense, and Leonard Fournette has been uh, cooking the past couple weeks. Even he's been one of the only players on the Jags that's been doing anything. So expect him to have a big week. Wide receiver. Uh, we've been talking about him a lot, but big play Slay, our guy Darius Slayton going against the Dolphins. Another great matchup uh, against a bad secondary in the Dolphins. He's going to have a monster week again. And tight end, I like uh, Jacob Hollister for the Seahawks going against the, the Panthers. Panthers are a struggling team with struggling defense. And um, ever since being brought up from the practice squad for the Seahawks, Jacob Hollister has proven that he could be the, the tight end one there. So I, I think that he has another good week. I left Jarvis Landry on the bench a few weeks back when he put up like that 30-point week. Haven't made that mistake since. He's facing the 31th-ranked defense in the Arizona uh, Cardinals uh, pass defense this week. So if you have Jarvis Landry, you got to get him in there this week for sure. Baltimore's defense facing the Jets' 30th-ranked offense. Uh, so if, if you got that D, that's going to be a good one this week. I think they'll. I think they'll put up. They've been putting up double digits each of the last three weeks. Uh, Raheem Mostert from the San Francisco 49ers, 24-9, 23-4, and 13-7 his past three games. Uh, he's taken all the carries away from Tevin Coleman. Uh, and I'll tell you what, for nostalgia's sake, how about Adrian Peterson? He's probably available in your league. Scored touchdowns mm-hmm. each of the last two weeks, uh, 15-9 and 13-6. Not too bad for the old guy. Uh, I got him stashed away on the bench for right now, but uh, good to see AP getting it done. All right. I thought I thought you when he said nostalgic. I thought you were gonna say Eli Manning. There for a <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, for me, uh, Joe, you mentioned it. How Tyler Lockett isn't getting a lot of receptions. It's because DK Metcalf is eating him up. He's getting more and more, averaging six per uh, game now uh, with a tw- with fifteen points or well, fifteen yards per reception. So big play guy, he'll, he's a good pickup against Carolina. As well as uh, I got Kyle Rudolph against the Chargers. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins will be able to find him against that defense. Uh, Chargers defense is not good against tight ends, and Kyle Rudolph will shine. And then I got uh, Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy. If you are this desperate, I know it's playoff time in uh, fantasy. I can guarantee you against the Broncos, Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy, if you can start both of them. Uh, if you are struggling that much, or if not, try and find one to pick them. But uh, I, I think they'll be able to get in the end zone against the Broncos. And for defense, the Eagles against the Redskins. I, I picked the Redskins to win the game, but I, I expect uh, to Sean, D- Dwayne Haskins to score. I mean, to throw a couple interceptions. Now, before we end the show, are you passionate about a sub, uh, subject? Do you have a gift for the gab? Are you interested in putting that all together to start your own podcast? If so, check out Clovercrest Media Group. Come and join the Clovercrest Media Group podcast family. You can find all information you need at clovercrestmedia.com. Clovercrest Media Group, the harder, the harder we work, the luckier we get. Also, all past episodes of Drawing About the G-Men are on clovercrestmedia.com as well as wherever else you get 
your podcast. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And we hope to see you next time.